Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and my guest this week is Josette Mesra. Josette, how you doing? Good. How are you, Anthony? I'm good, especially since I think I pronounced your last name correctly. You did. All right. Perfect. The pressure is off. Well, thank you for coaching me through that before we hit record. So how are things going at the Y? You've been there for four months now. Do I have that right? Um, right in between three and four. Three months. and four. Okay. Yeah. So how are things going? It's been really good. Um, I've really been enjoying the variety of projects I've been doing there. I've met a lot of really awesome people. We have so many different things going on um, that, I mean, every day I feel like I'm meeting a new Y staff member yep. or getting to do a new type of project. So it's been really good. All right, great. Well, we will dive into that in more detail in just a few minutes. But first, I want to learn a little bit about your career path. And what I typically ask our guests is to talk about what you were initially thinking of career-wise and whether you continued perfectly down that path and that's where you landed today or if you took some twists and turns along the way. What was that like for you? Definitely some twists and turns. Yeah, you so. are not unusual among our guests. That's more <laughs> common than not. So tell me what you're originally thinking. Did you grow up in Northeast Indiana? I did, yep. Okay. I grew up in Leo, which Leo, yeah. Fort Wayne adjacent. Yeah, so. okay. So what were some of the original thoughts about career and where did you go from there? Yeah, so initially I thought I wanted to go into music therapy. Uh-huh. So okay. I was always an art and music kid, mm-hmm. always loved all the um, creative fields, but I had decided to try pursuing music therapy because okay. it really interest me, interested mm-hmm. me in the aspect of being able to help people while still being in kind of a creative field was okay. really what drew me to that. Mm-hmm. So I went to IPFW for that. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only colleges around here that offered that as a mm-hmm. program. Um, so I got three and a half years in when I decided to change my major. Oh, wow. Okay. And if LinkedIn is correct, you pivoted to graphic design? Yeah. Do I have that right? Okay. Yep. All right. So did you end up with a double major or did you scrap the music therapy altogether? Um, I ended up with a minor uh-huh. and then a major okay. in graphic design. All right. Okay. So why did you pick graphic design? Was it because it was sort of arts adjacent or what, what would spark that interest? I feel like that was kind of the first thing that mm-hmm. drew me that way. I was like, well, if I if I don't want to do music, which it was more of a regional thing, music therapy isn't as prevalent in this area, mm-hmm. and I wanted mm-hmm. to stay close to my family. Sure. So that was kind of what first led me to explore something different. Got it, got it. So for graphic design, that seemed like maybe not a safer route at mm-hmm. first than maybe sure. like teaching or fine arts. Yeah. But I have always been pretty tech savvy. Okay. So I was like, well, arts, tech, there's a lot of different options in yeah. graphic design. And so I met with John Motes at PFW mm-hmm. and he was really awesome and made it feel like it was going to be okay if I changed my major this yeah. late in the game. And yeah. he helped me get all of my classes crammed into two years Okay, a four-year program. So. so so were you able to to complete college in four years even though you changed majors that late in the game? Or did you have to stay after class, so to speak? It ended up being five years. All right. Well, that's so, not, not I, too bad. I am a proud member of the six-and-a-half-year club of college. And <laughs> some of that was I was a complete failure right out of the gate. And some of that was changing majors. So you did comparatively very well to finish in five years. (laughs) It's important you end up in a spot you love. Yeah, that's right. An extra year in the grand scheme of things doesn't make all that much of a difference. So you end up with a graphic design degree, minor in music therapy. 
What does work look like right after you're done with school? What do you start doing? Yeah, so um, in 2019, um, which was kind of my last year Mm -hmm. of classes, well, in the spring, I did an internship with the World Baseball Academy, Mm -hmm. which for those of you who don't know, it's a nonprofit here in town focusing on youth development and Mm -hmm. leadership. So I interned with them in 2019, and then they were actually able to create a new position mm-hmm. called Visual Communications Director, mm-hmm. um, which was very needed for the nonprofit. They were really small. They were growing a lot, and they really needed someone to help kind of champion that area for mm-hmm. them. So I interviewed for that and ended up getting selected, which was awesome. So that was a really unique opportunity for someone pretty freshly out of college mm-hmm. to really be able to take the reins on really the whole the whole organization and yep. I did it all I was the email person so you, they person. handed you the keys to the brand pretty much yeah yeah so and that's where you and I met because was it through while and I leadership yes. Institute all right I was hoping I had that right yep all right so how long are you at um, WBA and and where do you go from there yeah so I was at WBA from my internship in 2019, and then I got hired on at the end of 2019, and then I was with them until June of this year, Okay, which is where I transitioned over to the Y. All right. So you're at, at WBA for the entire pandemic. Not that they we're, we're technically mm-hmm. done, but we're hopefully close to done. Yes. Um, so you meet your coworkers, and then you go off, and you're working remote, and it's a whole different world. Yep. It was welcome to the event industry. Oh, also, there's a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, there's not going to be any events, <laughs> at least not in the real world. Um, okay, so let's talk about the YMCA. I think most people who would ever listen to this know what the Y is, but I want to hear your perspective on it because – the why is very different in very different parts of the world. I knew I grew up where the why was um, more of a social services organization where I grew up. And then I came here and I was like, these are really nice gym facilities. Um, and it changed you know, what I knew. And as you and I were discussing before we hit record, served on the why board for a while and got a better understanding. But from your perspective, what is the why? What's it all about? So for me, the why is really a place that strives to bring everyone together and make sure everyone has a place they belong. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned more of a social services area. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is one aspect that really speaks to me about Mm -hmm. working at the Y Mm -hmm. is that they, you know, there's really a program for everyone where you can belong. They have adaptive and inclusive programming. They have um, support groups for a wide variety of things. And they do a lot more than just being a gym and having your kids' soccer league and yep. stuff. Like, there's there's so much more. Just last week, or I think it was last week, sometime this month, just this month there was the Welcoming Week event, mm-hmm. and the Y has been hosting a few different events for that, um, welcoming people that are new to the country and making sure that they have the resources they need. Yep. So that was in partnership with um, Amani Services and the city of Fort Wayne. But Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your role at the Y. What exactly do you do and what does the team you work with look like? Yeah, so I am the marketing and communication specialist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I do is email marketing, um, promo items, really anything that the branch 
is needing. So we have eight membership branches, mm -hmm. and then we also have the Youth Service Bureau, yep. Camp Pottawatomie, Child Care Services, and then um, we also are affiliated with Great Kids Make Great Communities, mm -hmm. so they're actually a part of the Y. So any of those branches I just listed can email me, be like, hey, Josette, I need help with this, or I yeah. need an email sent out. Can you help me with that? I need a event brochure, I yeah. need a sign, and then I can help them with that and kind of fill those needs as they come up. Um, so that's really fulfilling for me personally because I grew up volunteering. I just love to help people. That's yeah. just kind of an innate thing that I feel driven to do. So being mm -hmm. able to really help these individual people as I get to know them is kind of an extra bonus for me because I'm like, oh, this person who I really like over at this branch needs help with something. I want to jump on that and be able to help them out. So how do you balance that with the challenge of prioritization? Because, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I know enough about the why to be dangerous, but you've got these really great facilities that have their own kind of culture. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm Amos, I want to make sure that my branches get my branch or branches get all the attention. So I'm probably going to ask Josette to make my stuff a top priority. Mm -hmm. But if I'm at Jorgensen or or uh, Parkview, Y, I'm probably doing the same thing. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you manage priorities? <laughs> that is a very good question. Um, a lot of it has to do with just timing. Mm -hmm. So some people's events are going to be sooner than others. Yep. It's really just keeping track of um, dates and needs and making sure that I'm super organized on my end yep. so that I know, oh, if this person needs an email set out for mm -hmm. their event and this person needs an email sent out for their event, okay, what's sooner? And then I'll work on that first because maybe that's a hotter item yep. for this moment. And then um, fundraising events are usually a pretty top priority mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. we have a hard deadline for that. And sure. We're always, you know, having to order things, make sure um, stuff is in stock. So that's usually a higher priority item too. All right. And and it's a complex and it's a big organization with a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, people listening to this may not know just how big the, the Greater Fort Wayne Y is, but it's all the YMCA's in Fort Wayne proper, and then a couple outliers, correct, that are outside Allen County. Mm -hmm. So you're having to speak to a lot of different audiences. Yeah. How do you manage the responsibility of being the person with the keys to the brand for a big brand where it's well-established and there's national resources that you want to be consistent with but how do you give the local entities their own flavor? How do, you, how do you do that? So a lot of that has been just getting to know yeah. each branch. Yeah, um, and I'm asking you questions that are probably unfair to ask you four months in. But <laughs> No, it's all good. Yeah. I, um, it's stuff that I've been working on sure. consistently throughout those four months. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it has been guided by my supervisor, Amanda. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Amanda. She has been an absolute godsend as far as getting me adjusted, teaching mm -hmm. me um, kind of the ins and outs of the brand and mm -hmm. how we use um, certain aspects of it. So as far as managing um, each branch and kind of their personality, a lot of it has been looking at their past choices on things, mm -hmm. like, okay, what did they want to do for yep. this? Um, checking in with them on just seeing what 
like a couple different options. Yeah. Like, hey, do you like this better? Do you like this better? Making sure that I have the language they want to use up front and then kind of building off of that. Um, a lot of branches will create their own flyers mm -hmm. that they use in branch yep. and then they'll send me that. And I can kind of base other items off that if okay. needed. Okay. So you mentioned Amanda. What's Amanda's last name? Amanda McConnell. All right. Amanda McConnell. Who else is on the team? How big is the marketing team at the Y? Yeah. So as far as marketing at the Metro office, mm -hmm. um, which for those who don't know, it's the business office where um, we have the financial group there, the CEO, CFO work there. So um, at Metro, the marketing team is just me and Amanda that are specifically on marketing. Okay. And then we have Nicole Hansen, who's yep. the director of mission advancement. Um, and she works really closely with Amanda and I as well. So, and Nicole is marketing and fundraising, correct? She has a pretty big job. Is that still true? Yeah, she has a pretty wide yeah. role of things. Yeah. So she's working with our mission partners. Yep. Um, to kind of keep them connected and keep them represented as well as working with Amanda and I over in marketing. Okay, so it's a, it's a small team with a lot to do. <laughs> small but mighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So what are some of the things that you're focused on now that are high priority, the biggest projects you're working on? Maybe the stuff that's most exciting, maybe the stuff that's most challenging, maybe a combination of those things. Yeah, so for me, um, the things that get me pretty excited are the fundraising events. Mm -hmm. So those are really rewarding on my end because it's a lot of small details, yep. planning things that only a designer would really think about, yep. like signs and what will people, like how will people understand certain things? How do I need to organize this or lay this out um, for a event attendee to really understand the best so seeing that kind of all come together at the event is always really rewarding. Mm -hmm. You can see people enjoying your work and enjoying the event and know that you helped contribute to its success. So in a couple of weeks, we have our SIP and Support event, mm -hmm. um, which is benefiting our youth, ser youth Service Bureau. So that's been a really fun one to kind of start digging into and learning about how we do different things. Mm -hmm. Now, this will be my first one yep. at this event, um, but... I think it'll be a really rewarding event for sure, seeing like all our signage and the team has done a really good job. They have a really great committee. So seeing them work together is really awesome. And then in, I think, maybe three weeks is the um, 33rd Annual Conference on Youth, okay. which is run by Great Kids Make Great Communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's been one that I've been able to help them out with some promo products on, with some email marketing. We had a postcard that went out. Um, and then we're working on their conference brochure right now. So those are some really fun items that I've gotten to do that are kind of, although I love working in the Y brand, it is fun to sure. have some projects that oh, yeah. are a different brand as well. And they have their own branding over there. Yeah, a little bit of variety doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. Yeah. So let me talk a little bit about the more digital side of things. Do you get involved at all in social media content creation, website edits, any of that stuff on your plate? I mean, you've got enough to do if the answer is no, but is that something you focus on as well? So that is all Amanda. Uh -huh. So okay. she is the digital marketing director. Okay. She okay. is the digital marketing director. Got it. <laughs> so um, she tackles a lot of the social media website stuff. Okay. And then I tackle more of the email, physical products, things like that. Got it. But you're probably work, working closely to make sure that the message is consistent and the look and feel is consistent. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of 
your career, you know, you've worked, it might be coincidence, but you've worked for a couple nonprofit organizations. Is that intentional? Is it a happy accident? Is something you plan to continue? Or are you thinking, I don't know yet, I'll see where the world takes me. <laughs> How important is it to you to work for organizations like WBA and, and the Y? Yeah. So for me, I think it is a pretty crucial element to mm -hmm. me being happy in my mm -hmm. career because yeah. that was always something that I kind of saw myself doing, but I didn't really know how. Like mm -hmm. growing up, I um, volunteered at the zoo and the animal shelter and volunteered for walks and events. So yeah. that's always kind of been something I do for fun. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, if I can work that into my career, that's definitely an option that I want to take. And yeah. then it kind of just worked out that I was at World Baseball Academy when I was and that I was able to intern and then um, get that position with them. And then um, ending up at the Y, very similar um, feelings there where I was like, if I can be somewhere where I know I'm doing good, then that will take me a lot farther than maybe more money or something sure, would sure. because that that's an important value for me that Sh I sure. can feel good about doing my work. Do you still have the capacity to volunteer or are you just focused on the full-time job? Yeah. So I am actually on the volunteer board for Young Leaders of Northeast Indiana. Aha, I'm okay. their vice president of communications. All right. Okay. An organization that I have the pleasure of being, I, I'm definitely not a young leader, um, but I am an old man who shows up and talks to the Leadership Institute once a year about communication <laughs> stuff. So um, that's an organ another organization that I have some familiarity with. All right. Well, let's pivot to some more quick hit questions. Yeah. We've talked about your career path. What have you learned in that? You're, you're still a little young in your career, um, but you've had a couple jobs. You've done a few things. What's something you've learned uh, during your career that you think is critical for people to know, a piece of career advice, if you will? Yeah. So I think for working in marketing and being kind of someone new in that field, something that I think would be really important for people to remember and keep in mind as they're kind of looking for jobs is that they are maybe a lot more qualified than they think they are. Uh -huh. I feel like for me, um, soft skills have been really important. Things mm -hmm. like communication, organization, um, attention to detail. Those are all things that you, I mean, you gain those skills through yeah. college and through taking a ton of courses at once. Like that's challenging. So you already have a lot of the skills that you need to be successful and you don't be as intimidated as uh, you might feel looking at job listings because you you probably have what you need. Yeah, I love that advice. You know, when I'm talking to college students, I tell them, you know, th there's a lot to be said for experience, and this isn't to diminish the importance of experience, but being in school is experience. Mm -hmm. Studying a topic is experience. Yes. And, you know, I, I say to students, don't necessarily refer to yourself as an aspiring marketer. You're a marketer. You're learning things. Sometimes what you're learning in college is you're getting more depth in topics than some people who are more generalists get on those topics as they're working. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And, you know, that it's good to have a little humility and to go into it knowing you have a lot to learn. But also, I really like the advice of, of having some confidence that you know some stuff and it can be worth uh, be worthwhile for an organization to benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So second quick hit question has to do with the why. What do you think is something that is underappreciated about 
the why that more people should know about, maybe a myth or misconception that you want to clear up. Either of those is fine. What's the one thing you want to amplify when it comes to the why? So we kind of touched on this earlier, um, but the fact that the why is more than just a gym. Yeah. Like the why um, is out here and has been helping kids for, wow, decades since like yeah. 1844. Yeah. It's It's been around and it's been doing good yeah. since its inception. And it has a really rich history that is definitely worth looking into um, yeah. if you're maybe unfamiliar with it. Um, they have tons of great programs that are doing so much good, um, giving kids a positive space to maybe play a sport in mm-hmm. kind of a toxic sports culture, mm-hmm. um, as well as like Gosh, the Youth Service Bureau is doing so many good things yeah. there. I mean, changing kids' lives. and Yeah. I can't say enough good things about them. Yeah. And then a fun fact, the YMCA invented basketball. Really? So, and and it, volleyball. Was it, was it James Naismith in a, in a facility in Springfield, Massachusetts? Is I that, believe it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's – so listeners, go to, go to Wikipedia, and if it doesn't say YMCA, change the entry in Wikipedia to say YMCA. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, I I agree with that, I think that's really good perspective because, you know, there's there's times when you need a gym, you need a place to work out, end of story, you want a place that has good equipment, you get in the door, you get out the door, and that's all it is. But the through line with the why in, in my life has been, you know, sort of the, the community hub it has been for – different phases of my life. When my son was young, it was a place where I could bring him for karate class. Mm-hmm. And those of you who know my son, yes, the most the most pacifist, docile kid you'll ever meet <laughs> was once in karate. Um, so I could do that and get a workout. You know, we could take advantage of parents' night out, which is a great thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a place to put your kid when you want to go out with your significant other and the kid gets to spend time with other kids and you get what is, you know, a great babysitting service and the kids get to have fun too. That was a great um, resource, you know, the ability to connect with other adults but also have the kids connect. It's just a great thing. It's not something you're going to get from something that's just a gym. So it's something I've come back to time and again for the reasons you've mentioned for sure. And some of the stuff that's maybe less well-known like you, Services Bureau is a really important facet too. Yeah, it's absolutely a huge community asset that I think sometimes gets overlooked in all that the good it's doing. Yeah. All right. Last quick hit question. What is a tool trip, trip? No, not trip, trick. I knew I was going to trip myself up on that. A tool, trick, hack, something you use in your work as a marketer that you think other people should know about. I would say the website Airtable. Airtable. Okay. I've heard of this. Yes. It's been a long day. Tell me more about what Airtable is. It is kind of similar to Trello. Yeah. um, But just kind of a different layout, a few different options. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's super flexible and I can do whatever I want on it to keep me organized. Okay. Is it project management then for the most part? Okay. Yeah. All right. So I feel like that really keeps me on track when I have all these different things that I'm doing. You can color coordinate things and um, have all your resources for your project in kind of one spot. So Okay. All right. Airtable. We use Trello here at Asher and we're pretty invested in Trello, mm-hmm. mainly because we've been using it for a while and 
we don't like change like yeah. most people. But my husband table. is a Trello guy. Yeah. Yeah, kind and of I, a house divided situation. <laughs> well, I think most of them are similar. It's kind of more what are you used to and mm-hmm. what are the bells and whistles that you need versus the ones you don't need. But, yeah. All right. Well, that's really good advice. And uh, as fast as you work, as many different projects as you're working on at one time, you need something to keep yourself yes, organized. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know that Trello has saved me time and again. And it is really great. It's a game changer for folks who don't use a project management tool. It it it's still the same amount of communication, but it gets you out of email quite a bit and gets things more centralized in a place where Everything, if it's only as good as the information you put in, but it's a reliable place to go to look at a history of a project or a topic without having to go through your email inbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like being able to also see all of my different projects and priorities yep. visually just so that I know I'm not forgetting something. It's out of my brain and into my air table and I can just see it and know that I'm going to get all that stuff done. Yeah. It's there. Well, I think that's really important. There's a book that I really love that I've referenced on the podcast before. It's by a guy named David Allen. It's called Getting Things Done. And as someone who has always been ADHD, I didn't figure out until late in life that I the more frameworks I had, the more flexible I could be. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that David Allen's book taught me is that you're, the the quote is, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. And if you try to keep stuff oh, in your mind, it lets it doesn't let in as much good stuff where you can be creative. And just that stress reduction of, I know I, I'm not going to work on it right now, but I know that it's covered later. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of future me with this system, I think is super important. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of similar to the concept of like the mental load yeah. and how you've got all these other things going on in your brain. Oh, did my, yeah. is my kid going to make it to swim lessons Correct. or whatnot? And the more you can get out, then the more room you'll have to worry about everything else. For sure. Or not worry about everything else. Or not else. worry about everything yeah. else because you've got it covered. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you, I would assume as a graphic designer, do you work in a Mac universe or a PC universe? PC universe. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> now, is that painful for you as a designer or does it work out okay? I... When I started in uh, graphic design school, yeah. I already had a PC uh-huh. from when I was in music. Okay. That was what I had. All right. So okay. I have usually worked in a PC, which is, I know, a hot take. But wow, yeah. That And that was what they had. That was what was available. So I was happy to continue in my PC world. Well, I'm actually glad to hear you say that because most of the designers I know would find that to be a heresy, but I'm glad <laughs> glad to hear you're more flexible. And I say that with all due respect to the designers of Azure Agency who use Macs and who are very much attached to their Macs. But yes. both can work. Yes, I have used both. I am familiar with both. Um, it just is what, it's what has been available. So I'm, that's what I've been using and enjoying and Maybe I will try a Mac sometime. All Someone right. can convince me. But people of the world, it is okay to be a designer and work on a PC. That's what we've learned here today. Yes. yes. All right. Use what you have available. There we go. All right. Well, Josette, thank you for that bit of wisdom and for everything you shared with <laughs> us here today. It's been a pleasure learning more about your story and hearing about your work at the Y. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And thanks to everybody who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then. <laughs>